It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jenny Bustillo. Jenny, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Not originally from Chicago, correct? No, I've actually been here for six and a half years now, but I'm originally from San Francisco. Actually, I've never been to San Francisco. It's one of the places I've always wanted to go, uh, but just never never been. It's very expensive, you know? It is very expensive, but if you can visit, I would definitely recommend going to visit. There's so many places. If you're like an outdoorsy person, you can go hiking. True. You can bike ride to Sausalito. You can go to Napa if you want to have some wine. Like, There's just so much to do there. And great food. Amazing food. Yeah. And one thing I do miss about San Francisco is all the great like mom and pop shops. Yeah. Like Chicago has great food, but I can go to like every corner and get a pupusa. Sure, over here sure, 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 sure. <laughs> or I haven't found it yet. <laughs> um, so Bustillo, San Francisco, Hispanic background? Yes. Um, where from? My parents are from El Salvador. I was actually born there okay. and I went, I came to San Francisco, went to San Francisco when I was two years old. Okay. So I don't really remember it, but I mean, I've been back. I went back 2014. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Very, very different. But a little, uh, it's going through some stress, right? Yeah, definitely going through some stress. It has been for some time now. Um, I lived through the first two years of my life. I was in El Salvador during the civil war. Wow. I don't remember it, but my mom said there was curfews. Like there was times where you had to go hide under the bed because there was like just it was just crazy out there. Wow. Yeah. So is that that why they moved or? Well, my dad went to high school in Redwood City and then he would fly there because his dad still lived there. So he Mm. flew there every like two months. And that's how he met my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. They met when my dad was 19 and my mom was 17. So where was where's your mom? Is she from El Salvador? Yeah, both my parents are oh, from okay, El Salvador. Okay. And was she living there at the time? Or yeah, sorry. my mom was living in El Salvador at gotcha, the time. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. And yeah. so and so now um, you're here in Chicago. Family is still in, in San Francisco? Yes. So my entire family is still in San Francisco. Wow. Literally everyone except me and my son. <laughs> what, what made you decide to move out here? Well, I got a job out here. Okay. Yeah. And so. then I was like, maybe I'll last for a year. The moment I landed, one of my fr- like friends picked me up and it was negative 38 it was 2014 <laughs> during the polar vortex and i was like what am i doing here yeah. like why am i here it had is, you ever experienced anything no the coldest i've ever experienced was like tahoe and the max time that i've been there was like a day and a half and it was not anything like that it was so cold where i was told that like if i don't wear a glove for more than a minute i can get frostbite So I really questioned (laughs) why I moved here. (laughs) So, I mean, you didn't turn around and go home. I didn't. You stayed. So, so, I mean, what was that like to have gone through? uh, I mean, for me, we, we know it and we expect it every year, but when, when you've never experienced something like that, I, I, I can't even imagine what that must feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can live through a polar vortex in Chicago, you can do anything. So it just like made me a lot stronger. Like, I was already strong before I came here, but now I'm like, I can do this. I can go away from my family. And like, we're such a tight knit family. That's like one thing that I do love about like how I I was raised. It was to love one another. And like, we're always so close. I never like 
gone more than a, f- a week without seeing my family. Mm-hmm. So to come out here, it was like a challenge for myself. Yeah. And to prove to myself that I can do it. And I didn't think that I would stay here past a year. Really? But now, six and a half years later, I'm still here. So what was it that you fell in love with the most? I mean, was it one thing specifically or was it just everything? You know, it was just everything about the city. There's, I don't think there's a city like this, mm-hmm. like with the river, with the lake. Well, um, Chicagoans call it the beach. Yeah, right. I'm from Cali, so <laughs> it's a lake to me, but it's beautiful. And like, there's just all these restaurants on the river and it's still affordable. So it's like I consider Chicago like a cross between New York and San Francisco. Sure. But it's just not as expensive as either city. And another thing is that it's just so clean. So downtown Chicago, I've never been to like a big downtown which was so clean and beautiful. And the summers here, I mean, that's why I live here, really. It's oh, for I, the three months of summers that we get, but it makes it all worth it. No, that's one thing I hear all the time from people who visit us, especially from New York. They're like, this is the cleanest city I've ever been to. Yeah, so, it no, is. I, I love that about here. And um, culturally, what, what is it like? I mean, the one thing I love to, to find out is, and you hear a lot about it, is, is culture, right? Whether yeah. it be in a company or whether it be from a city. What's the difference in culture, not only from the city's perspective, but also being a Latina from a place that's named San Francisco (laughs) and Chicago? So, you know, moving to Chicago, I never realized um, that a big city could still be very, very segregated. Yeah. Which Chicago, I mean, it's getting it's it's getting a lot better now. But coming from San Francisco, it's a melting pot. Like, like a literal. I, yeah, a literal melting pot. Right. Like I lived amongst everybody. I did live in the Mission District, which was predominantly me growing up. It was predominantly um, Latinos and black people that lived in the Mission District. But now if you go there, it's completely different. It's mm. so gentrified as a bunch of hippies. Gotcha. It's like unrecognizable now. Yeah. But I moved to Hyde Park when I first moved to Chicago, I didn't really know anything about like the different neighborhoods, but I remember seeing this apartment and I was like, wow, I could get a doorman and I can get an indoor pool and a restaurant in my building (laughs) for $1,500. That's like unheard of for a two bedroom. Yeah. This was in 2014. Granted, the prices have increased now, Of course. but that's what drew me to that area. And I was like, wow, I can walk to the lake and like have these beautiful views and, it was just so charming and appealing to me. So, how long did you spend in Hyde Park? Four years. Oh wow! So mm-hmm. you, spent, so you liked it. You I did. It. I did. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, so you didn't come here alone, though, right? No. So, no. You, so you have a. You had a little one, maybe not so little anymore. Oh yeah, right? he's yeah. definitely not little anymore. So I came here. I was here for like a month and a half trying to get everything set up for him, mm-hmm. and then he joined me. He was. my son's name is jeremiah he's 17 he's a senior at kenwood and he's graduating this year but unfortunately won't be able to like cross that stage which is something that i've like been looking forward to forever but i'm trying not to only think about myself for sure and think about his feelings because that's what matters the most but yeah it's just him and i wow um i mean that had to be something and you were telling me earlier (laughs) that you know he's not completely sold on chicago (laughs) because He has a really close uh, relationship with your family back home, right? Yeah. So he's like extremely close to my little brother. Yeah. Um, I have a 26-year-old brother. I also, okay. I have. And you're the oldest, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. But my 26-year-old brother, they're like brothers. They're 10 oh, wow. years apart. Um, well, he's 27 now. So they're they're 10 years apart and they hang out all the time. So 
And my mom, that's like her son. My mom basically helped me raise him. I was 19 when I had him, so I was very young. I was a kid having a kid. <laughs> so not exactly planned, right? No, definitely not <laughs> planned. There's a, and there's something I want to ask you about that too, but we'll come back yeah. to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, so definitely not planned, but I think that having him at such a young age like definitely made me like the person I am now. Matured. It made me real. yeah, definitely you have to mature. Right. And you got a human being that that you're responsible for. I know, which is like so crazy because it's, I mean, it's just such a blessing. And Mm -hmm. he's like made me the person I am today and like made me the hustler I am today and like made me want to like just do better, not for me, but for him. Yeah. So that I can show him like that a single Latina mother can make it. And like, I mean, there's times where we struggled, but he never knew that. He did. He didn't know the struggle. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and, and you just wanted to protect him from that. Yeah, it's just something that I don't like. It's something that most families like. You can't avoid it. Sure. But I, if I was able to, luckily, um, not let him know that there were times that we were struggling. Um, but it's just something that I didn't want to put on him because yeah. that can cause them to like have like be depressed or like go through different things or like see how they can help or like maybe want to work. And I just want it really, I really want him to focus on getting good grades and going to school. And that was like all I ever asked him to do. That's incredible. Yeah. This is the first time that he's had a job, but it was like part of an internship with Mm, school. So he goes to school four hours and then interns four hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. But other than that, I'm just like, just go to school. You'll have the rest of your life to work. Yeah, so no, I just wanted to make sure that I was able to provide for him. Oh, that's a great mom. Yeah. <laughs> so he's lucky. He's <laughs> Thank lucky. you. Um, and so now, okay. young mom, 19, you were telling me that you hid it from your parents <laughs> for a little bit, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you were like, that, I don't know how you do that, but I want to hear about it. So I wore lots of baggy clothes, sweats, big shirts. Yeah, I don't know. And you were living at home, right? Yeah, I was living at home with my mom. My parents are divorced. Okay. But I was living at home, and the reason I got caught, and the only person that you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you got caught. I got caught. (laughs) So this was like back in the days when like phones were not everybody had phones yet. But I had like one of those Nokia Nokia phones, (laughs) light up phones, and I just remember I was at the mall, and my mom's friend slash our neighbor was there, and she gave me a hug. And there's no denying a hard bump when you hug someone. She didn't say anything to me, but she went home and she's like, hey, I think Jenny's pregnant. Her stomach felt really hard. Yeah. And my mom was like, there's no way she lives with me. Like, there's no way that I wouldn't know that. So my sisters immediately call me and they're like, hey, mom knows you're pregnant. Because you only told your two sisters. I only told my two sisters. And there's how many of you total? There's um, six of us total. Okay. Yeah. So wow. I told my two sisters, the ones that I lived with, and I panicked. And I was like, you have to pack a bag for me. There's no way I can go home. Like, I can't face mom right now. I'm like, mom, like, I'm going to disappoint my dad so much. Like, that was like my biggest. I think like getting your parents mad is totally different than disappointing them. For sure. So I just was so nervous. And there was like a, a neighborhood grandma. So oh. I remember I went to her house. <laughs> For like a month. Yeah. For a month? For a month. Holy, you were that terrified. I was so scared. My mom is like a, like, my mom is totally different now. But back then, she was like a very strict Salvadorian mom. Sure. And then my dad, he, like, they always play the good cop, bad cop. (laughs) My dad was always like, oh, discipline them. And then we would run to him and he'd be like, how dare you? (laughs) Really? Yeah, he would throw her under the bus. 
But my sister said that my dad like cried. So that. So how long did they keep a secret for? Oh, I told them when I was two months. Me and my uh, sisters are very close. Like that, that you have to be close to keep a secret yeah. for four months. So then my mom finally like came to the neighborhood grandma's house and she's like, just please come home. Let, let's get mm. through this together. Like, I don't want you living here. Like my yeah. mom is an amazing cook. She's like, I want to make sure <laughs> that you're eating right and you're not stressed. Like you have your own room. Yeah. Like we'll get through this. And we did. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know where I would be like if I didn't have my mom's help. Wow. Well, that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, all of it, right? But yeah. So, so now you grew up. You're 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 a mom. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you're a hustler. How how did those? How did you balance that being a mom and having all this ambition? Well, I mean, I think my biggest driver was my son. Yeah. I wanted him to like be able to have everything, be afforded all the opportunities. Like my parents afforded us with five kids. I have no idea how two immigrant parents were able to do that for us. Yeah. But we never went without a meal. We never went without like new clothes, new shoes. And I didn't know my dad worked three jobs. My mom was a stay at home mom. I didn't know my dad slept four hours a day, like, and then had to go back to back to back to work just to be able to provide for us. Like I had no idea till I was older that he did all those things. And that drove me. I was like, I want to make sure that I give my son all the opportunities that I had and more. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, moving here, what, what, what was the, I guess, the thought behind that? You know, was it the, just the opportunity? Was it, you know, it seemed like you're so close to your family. And, and yeah, and just I mean, I think it's just so expensive to live in San Francisco. Yeah, I was sure. like, it's going to be in a rat race forever. And real estate there is like so competitive. I mean, it is here too, but over there it's just. It's different, it's, right? It's just very different. Yeah. And I just wanted to be able to like build wealth and like just work hard but actually like have some money like in san francisco i was working so hard and then still struggling yeah so i didn't want to do that like i i i wanted to try something new and i was like if it doesn't work out in chicago san francisco's home like Mm -hmm. i can always go back and i just haven't looked back and my son's like what are you gonna do when i leave are you going to go back home? And I was like, no, like, why do I need to go back home? I'm going to miss you. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I love that. I mean, I, I do love that because it shows how, one that you're very independent, but also your strength to, yeah. to see the opportunity and say, this is, this is what's important. Right. And it's not that these other things aren't, it's just, you have to take care of yourself to, to be able to take care of yeah. others. And, and I really, you know, I commend you for that. Um, and I can't imagine that it was easy. Oh when, no. You know, the, the six and a half years you've been here. Yeah. Oh no. There was like definitely times that we struggled. I mean, there's times that I held two, two to three jobs. Wow. And so following in your fer- parents' footsteps. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I don't regret any of it. Like, I think it made me the person that I am now. Yeah. And it showed my son's strength and it showed him like resiliency. And I mean, now that he's older, he knows, he knows that like there's times that like I, I had to like work so hard and not sleep so I can provide for me. And at 11, I still had to get a babysitter yeah. or a sitter for sure. no, for <laughs> to sure. like come over. And, but I was lucky enough to find someone that like was a university student and not only just sat there on her phone, she was like amazing with mm-hmm. him and like showed him like all these good things. So I, I've been lucky. I oh. mean, I, I have worked hard, but I've also been lucky in the people that I've met. I think you've worked well, really hard too. Yeah. yeah, I think you. I think you've attracted those those good things. You yeah. Know? Um, but how, when so many people, I think, struggle to overcome sometimes even 
a lot simpler things. Like they don't put themselves in the uncomfortable situations yeah. that, that you did. Um, how did you get over some of those hard times? You know, what, what, where would you find your strength other than, I mean, I know your son's your inspiration, but when you're trying to keep him from the the challenges, right. Yeah. And, and shelter him from, from knowing anything about it. What, how'd you cope with it? How'd you overcome it? Well, I mean, I think my parents were like big drivers and I saw like if my mom and dad can come here without even knowing English to a whole different country and survive and bring five kids up, like they inspired me and they've helped me do all the things that I did. But I also like always thank God and know that I am a lot like I'm blessed compared to other people. For sure. Like I also started volunteering for Make-A-Wish and meeting kids that like were struggling and like they were just very, very sick. So anytime that I was down on myself, I was like, you need to get over it, like snap out of it because there's just so many more things that can go wrong. Like if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, all that money you make, it doesn't matter because your health is everything. So I just like, I, I didn't let myself get to those low points. Like anytime that I saw myself getting there, I, and I get this from my mom, like we're just very, very strong women. So I just like brought myself out of it. And what'd that look like? I mean, you know, if someone wanted to, to maybe not necessarily, because what is difficult for some may not be difficult for others, but we can follow those same steps, yeah. right? Like what were some of those things that, that you did that, you know, took you out of a funk or that, that brought hope or inspiration to you? Was it reading something? Was it doing something, you know, combination of those things? Yeah. Um, I did a lot of meditating. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like a really good meditator. <laughs> so I try, but I also get easily distracted. But sure. when you do get in that zone, then you get in the zone. Yeah. I also started boxing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't do it anymore. Okay. Um, but I love that. I found that when I was like in a real funk in Chicago and I first moved here and I was just sad and missing my family, I started boxing and it like just helped me so much, like release that stress and like also be in shape. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also started doing Pilates, which is like what I really love now. And I like can't wait to get back to that reformer Yeah. because I don't have a machine at home, but oh wow, as like, we can't do that right yeah, now. Right, so right. just any like self and then you read self-help books or like mm -hmm. listen to podcasts and then for like now that i'm in real estate i like do a lot of like i listen to a lot of like realtors like really successful realtors because i'm gonna be one of those realtors yeah, one of day course you yeah. Are, yeah so that all helps me and also like faith in god and faith in my family and just like being thankful every day do you, for waking do you write up. it down ever do you like gratitude journal Yes. So I do sometimes do, I, I've, I haven't been as good, which I should be because I'm at home more <laughs> now, but, um, we also have this jar at home where you just write what you're thankful for and oh. stick it in that jar. And my mom has that. So oh, I learned really? that from my mom. Really? Yeah. She read the secret and got a lot of like, oh, see, um, yeah. little things that she does now from that book, yeah, yeah. but it's a gratitude jar. And That's then whenever cool. you feel down, you just open one of those up and then realize like there's just so much to be thankful yeah. for yeah i actually really wanted to talk about the the make a wish thing that you were doing um because i feel like for so many of us we don't realize how therapeutic that can be and i don't yeah. mean like oh, seeing someone else in distress and making us feel better about yeah. it yeah but the idea i think of connecting with those who truly you feel um are receiving you know your gifts right your time your energy mm -hmm. all that good stuff um what was it like for you i mean what, what was that experience you know the first time you did it every time you did it yeah kind of so I will say like it was amazing, but also very, very hard for me sure. because I have a son 
And at the time, my son was a lot younger. So like a common call to me was like cancer. Like I was just like self-diagnosing. So it was like hard. But then I had to like push myself out of those fears and like just realize that you are making a child very, very happy um, by granting their wishes. And not that I was like going at them in my pocket and granting them, but I was like taking them like I, I've taken like. I think it was three kids that we went on shopping sprees and I was like the one that held the credit card and like made sure they were able to get everything that they wanted. But I do remember in particular one child, he was 17 years old. So the age of my son now, Mm -hmm. and he was very, very sick Mm. and he almost had to cancel his shopping spree, but we didn't. And part of make a wish you go have dinner at the rainforest cafe and I just remember he's like, I really need to go downstairs and use the bathroom. So his sister took like went with him. And that wasn't the truth. He had went down there and bought me this stone. Like <sighs> this kid that is like so sick. He like had thrown up maybe three times during our shopping spree. Wow. He went down there and I still like I keep that because it just reminds me of like how like this kid is so sick and he's thinking about me and so grateful that I'm there and like showing him all these things and like taking my time with him. So that sticks with me, but it was very, very hard. Yeah. I could see. Yeah. I (laughs) I didn't even make you cry, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. I think, I think that's what, you know, really inspires me to do what we're doing here and to, and to connect with others is that, you know, we do need one another and, and, and I, and we're meant for so much more than like like you said, the real estate or doing this. And I mean, honestly, I, I, that I'm, I'm honored that, yeah. that you shared that, but also that I can see how, how much it's impacted you yeah. um, in such a positive way, you know? And what, so what does that look like for you in terms of how, you know, where your heart's at to, to help or how, you know, have you thought about ways that, um, you know, you want to continue doing that or if there's other things that maybe we could do? Yeah. So, you know what? I have taken a break from that just because it was like taking a big toll. And I mean, I've talked to people and they're like, you need to keep doing it. Like you need to stop being so like just thinking of yourself. And I'm like, I'm not like I did it for three years and it was very, very hard and it's very hard on you emotionally. But I do think that I want to get back to it. That specifically. Yeah. To make a wish just because there's just so much good in it. And I think I'm much stronger now that I can like, and they tell you like when you're doing make a wish, you shouldn't keep in contact with the kids because you don't know what the yeah. outcome is going to be. So I followed that, but I regret that. Like, cause I, that kid in particular, he wanted me to come see yeah. him. And then I remember there was a time that I like got so sick and then he, like, you can't see somebody if you're sick right. and you should wait till like your cough is completely gone. And I had like a month long cough. And then after that, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I like can't put myself through this, but now I regret that. Like yeah. I wish that I would have went like when I was feeling a hundred percent better, would have went to see him and like kept in contact with him and kept doing make a wish. But I definitely think that it's something that I want to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. And also helping the homeless. Cause that's like a really big thing for me right now. No, same for us too. And we work with uh, Nellie Vasquez Roland over at safe Haven. So oh, okay, always great. put you in contact with her. Okay, like, you know, perfect. She's always looking for, for help. Uh, but that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked, we talked, and now we talked about real estate a lot and you know, uh, everything you do and that kind of leading up to that. Right. How, how, what made you decide to even start getting into real estate and 
So yeah. I've always been like in some way, shape or form in real estate. My mom and dad were property managers. My dad is still a property manager um, in California. Okay. So I was always like, I sometimes showed apartments for my mom. Oh, no way. Um, yeah. And it was great. Like, I love showing new places. It's just like, you never get to, like, you see your home every day, but right. going to different places and like, but then there is bad things. Like, you go and you're like, hey, I want to change that or I want that couch. <laughs> so you always want something new. But the upside to it is like, you're bringing people and helping them buy their dream home. Yeah. And I work with a lot of first time home buyers. So this is like a big move for them. And I just love helping people. And that is just another way that you can help. So I, I also worked for a real estate company and did, um, we managed over 600 properties and I would sit there open houses. And this is back in California. This is in California. Oh wow. So you, you were like groomed for this from the beginning. Yeah. And I just loved it. I was like, you know what? This is like something that I, I want to do. Like I right. need to do this. Um, I also worked for an appraiser. So I've like seen every single part, but I was like, I, d I love working with buyers and sellers and that's just something that I've like loved doing and I'm so happy I'm doing it here in Chicago. Uh, so does that mean that your son is looking to follow in your footsteps? You know, he has talked about investing okay. and yeah, so he's torn between going to the army and going to school, but he said that if he goes to the army, then he can potentially invest and i'm like yeah well if you definitely if you want to invest like i can certainly help you out and buy rental properties and sure. manage it for you and do all of that so yeah those are all things that he's really into that's amazing yeah well, good mom so he has a good head on his shoulders thank you <laughs> so we're excited for him and you know anything you know, the army that's a that's a big deal too so yeah we wish him the best of luck but you know i want to thank you for for coming in and and for sharing your story and and more than anything is just being vulnerable and, and that experience with the with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, you know, really shined a light on, on for me that I think I want to get involved with something yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, just thank you, you know, for yeah. being you and coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, we look forward uh, you know, to continuing to get to know you. But if there's anyone out there that you'd want to connect with or to connect with you, you know, who should be who should be calling you? Um, if you need help with like I did help with Girls on the Run. I love any volunteer work. I love helping kids in need. I I like helping. I like giving back. And I want to help when I can. But so anybody that needs anything from me, like any way that I can help, even if it's not financially, if it's just like you being able to talk to somebody like for sure. them or like if you want to buy or sell your home, I'm also here for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you again, Jenny. And if you guys want to contact Jenny, you can do so uh, directly or by clicking on the link below. Again, thank you, and we'll look forward to, to more conversations. Yeah, thank you.